let us pray precious heavenly father we thank you this morning father we bless your name and we give you all the praise and all the glory and all the honor lord because you truly deserve it thank you for everything that you have done how you have shown your light around us in us and through us father that which you began in the streets of galilee we yield ourselves that the same ministry will continue through us that the world may see and have a taste of your heart and your love towards us thank you precious father this morning because you have made all things abundantly available for us we pray that the eyes of our understanding continually be enlightened that we may behold every good thing in us every good thing that you have wrought for us to taste and to enjoy we have no doubt in our heart lord that your will and purpose is to do us good is to give us a beautiful life that your plan is the grace that you have granted to us to be like you and to live and to function like you father this morning we declare that everything that you have done and you have said about us is our reality in the name of jesus Thank you, Heavenly Father, for the gift of righteousness. We thank you because, Lord, is your faith, is your love, is your ministry, is your work that you are continuing through us. Thank you, most precious Father. We give you the praise. And this morning, Lord, wherever we need a special touch, whoever needs a touch this morning, Lord, we receive in the name of Jesus. We give you all the praise. And we give you all the glory. For in Jesus' wonderful name, we have prayed. And the saints of God, the holy people of God, the chosen of God, the righteous of God, we say this morning, Amen and Amen and Amen. And good morning to you, my beloved brothers and sisters in the Lord. Let me this morning welcome you to this this episode of our daily ongoing fellowship with the word if you recall we are talking about the ministry of jesus through us don't forget that three and a half years of jesus on earth was a model ministry was a model life was a model appearance to give us an idea to give us irrefutable evidence of what our life ought to be that today our heavenly father continues to do the same work he did through the life of the man called jesus of nazareth don't forget he is our eldest brother he is our example that's why the bible calls him the first fruit from the dead as he was raised we have been raised to a newness of life so that we live here manifesting the glory of our father in the same way that jesus manifested the works of jesus give glory to the father praise god amen and amen and this morning there's a specific incident that i want to mention about something that has in most ways become a stumbling block or something that has disqualified many of us it is my prayer this morning that after this message you receive the freedom that you need the understanding that you need that grace is impacted for you to begin to manifest greater and greater more than you have ever done before whether it's in your personal 
life whether it's in your ministry whether it's in your family in every way around us but before i say that beloved let me just mention to you this morning that if you're a believer you are called don't forget that if you're a believer you are called it is whether you will accept that calling or not all of us are called to manifest the glory of our father there is no exception there is no specially selected people all of us are called this is not the old testament when specific people were selected now all of us in christ are called to show forth to dominate this earth with the glory of our father praise god amen and amen now i want to talk about the issue of faith this morning and you know why that is important when it comes to walking in the miraculous in showing forth the power of god as christ did the question of faith was always mentioned anywhere a miracle was mentioned in the gospel if you read somewhere along the line you will see a mention of faith or something had to be said about faith if you look at for example the book of acts of apostles chapter 3 verse number 16 after peter had healed that lame man faith was mentioned and i read this morning acts of apostles chapter 3 verse number 16 brother peter says faith in jesus's name has healed this man standing before you it is the faith that comes through believing in jesus's name that has made the crippled man walk right in front of your eyes and also in many of the places where jesus healed somebody he turned around and said to them your faith has made you well for example if you recall the story of the canaanite woman that we read in the book of matthew chapter 15 verses 21 to 28 you will recall that after that woman was healed jesus in verse 28 says to her dear woman your faith is strong then if you recall the encounter of jesus with the centurion jesus said to him even in the land of israel i have not seen such a great faith so faith is something that is very close to anywhere you see someone receive a miracle or someone walk in the miraculous we say this man is a man of faith now the reason i'm bringing this up this morning is that for us it has mainly becoming a disqualifying factor you will hear people say well perhaps you didn't have faith perhaps this person did not receive because they don't have enough faith and because of many of the incidences i've mentioned so we encourage people to have faith and it's important that people have faith but we need to understand don't forget beloved god is not looking for a way to disqualify us again god is not looking for reasons god does not have a checklist on his table that when he deals with us he will go through the checklist looking for a way to disqualify us or looking for something that we didn't do so that he will not perform what he was supposed to perform let me begin this morning by helping you by the grace of god faith ought not to be a burden faith ought not to be a disqualifying factor beloved let's take a shift this morning i walk you walk in the righteousness of god I walk, I live in the holiness that is God. Everything I believe today is about what he has done. Now, instead of it making it mine, I prefer to hold on to his. Let me give you another example. Love. 
I hear believers talk about their love for God, how much they love God. It does not impress me at all at all because I know you don't know what you're talking about. I rather take the love of God. So it removes the burden of me trying to love God. Rather, I hold on to his love for me because his love is eternal. His love does not change. The way that does not change his love, the bank account does not change his love. Any of that could change my own love for him at any time. So I can't get more sense. I hold on to his own love for me. So my relationship with God is based on his own love for me, not my love. I don't brag about how much I love God or God, calm down, which love? So in doing so, the burden of love or loving God is not on my shoulders. And the good thing about it is also, it helps me because I have nothing to boast about. If there's anything I should boast about, then I can only boast about his own love because I know that the relationship is sustained by his own love. Beloved, this morning, let me push it a little further to tell you that we can also operate faith in that same way. In fact, if there's a faith to boast about, it should be the faith that God has in us. Think about it. God has so much faith in us that he lives in us. He knows we can make stupid choices, but by faith, he lives in us. Don't forget every work God did, he did by faith. He saved us by faith, believing that one day we will accept salvation. He does not force us, so he saved us by faith. Now, I would prefer to walk also in his own faith in the same way I walk in his righteousness, in the same way I walk in his grace. Now, you will say, Pastor, why are you talking like this? After all, throughout the gospel, Jesus was asking people to have faith. Don't forget, beloved, you are talking about the gospel. And since we are studying the miracle life of Jesus in the gospels, that Jesus was asking them to have faith. What was he asking them to have faith for? When Jesus says to them, have faith, or your lack of faith, or your faith has made you whole, what was Jesus talking about? Faith Jesus was referring to was believing in him. Remember, he was trying to get them to believe that he is the Messiah that they have been waiting for. That is also why the term son of David was used. Why? Because that term was exclusively reserved for whoever was going to be the Messiah. So if you call Jesus son of David, it means that you have believed that Jesus is that Messiah you've been waiting for. So when Jesus commended their faith, it was because they understood and accepted as the Messiah. And when he asked them to have faith or when he rebuked them for lack of faith, it was because they did not understand or accept that he was the Messiah. If you read the Gospels carefully, you find out that faith or lack of faith was the only subject upon which Jesus rebuked his disciples. He kept telling them, O ye lack of faith. For example, when they were on the boat, and a storm arose. Jesus was sleeping at the back of the boat. And they came crying to him, Carest not thou that we perish. Jesus stood up, rebuked the wind. There was a great calm. And then he asked them, O ye of little faith. That means their faith was little. They had some faith at least to come to him. 
But if they knew and accepted fully that he was the Messiah, they should have known that because he was in that boat, the boat was never going to sink. Or that they, because they were with him and had his authority, that they could exercise that same authority over the storm. Praise God. Now, let me also tell you something else that you need to be aware of. If you read the epistles carefully, you will not see where faith is demanded from us. You will not see where the scripture is demanding faith from the believer. Now, let me tie this together. You know why that is? Because we are already in faith. Beloved, in the gospels, Jesus was getting them to believe in him. Today, you and I already believe in him. If we believe in him, we already have faith. We don't need to generate another faith to work miracles or to receive miracles. We have believed in him. Not only have we believed in him, beloved, he lives in us. So to have faith today is to believe the one in us, is to see the heart of the one in us. He's not looking for reasons to disqualify us. He doesn't have a scale with which he's measuring whether your faith was big enough or small enough. Now, this is very important because it has become a disqualifying factor for many believers. We teach them faith that is demanded of them. Now, if you listen to what Peter said in the place we read in the book of Acts, chapter 3, verse number 16, he said, Faith in Jesus' name has healed this man standing before you. He goes on to say, It is the faith that comes this faith comes through believing in jesus that means if you are convinced that god is in you if you are convinced that the holy spirit is living in you and if you are convinced that god is not looking for any reason to disqualify you nor to disqualify the people that you are trying to pray pray for you just know that the heart of god is to heal everybody the heart of god is to do good for everybody that is the conviction that you have in your spirit that propels you to pray for somebody this is very important because it answers the question of whether you have enough faith or whether you don't have enough faith like i said as if god has a scale with which he's using to measure faith now what we can do can be limited based on the understanding we have about faith. For example, you may see some situations and you start to judge yourself whether you have enough faith to work that or to get that done. Forgetting that, listen to me, it is not my work, it is not your power, it is not my anointing, it is not your anointing. God is the one in us doing the work. So faith is already in us. Beloved, we already have faith. We have believed in him. We have accepted him. We have accepted that he lives in us. All we have to do is to move out there and begin to do what he has laid in our heart, trusting that the one in us will complete the work. Praise God. I need to explain this over and over because this has become a limiting factor. You cannot see Jesus trying to have faith. He only acted according to what he believed. For example, Jesus will say, I and my father, we are one. That's a statement of faith. Jesus will tell them, I am the son of God. That's a statement of faith. Beloved, don't forget that Jesus was a man who was walking with the spirit of God in him. So 
He had to learn as we are learning. He had to understand as we are understanding. He has to come to a place of perfect conviction of who he was. And everything he did came from the fact of who he was. Praise God. Now, the teaching of faith that demands faith from us disqualifies many believers. And I'm sure you may have encountered that one way or the other. Trying to do something and you start to wonder whether you have enough faith for it or whether you don't have. It's because we have taught the people that there has to be different faith for different things. Different faith for healing. Different faith for breakthroughs. Beloved, don't forget, there are no different type of faith. Is the same faith that we have. We are people of faith. This relationship is faith-based. For example, righteousness is by faith. What does it mean that righteousness is by faith? Because the righteousness we have or the one we are working with is God's own righteousness. So, beloved, quit trying to generate more faith. You already have faith. Quit trying to ask yourself whether you have faith for this or that there is no scale that god has with which he used to measure faith we are already people of faith and this is very clear because if you look at the pieces very well there's no place where faith was demanded from us don't forget the people jesus ministered to in the gospels they were not saved they were not born again let alone the spirit of god living in them Today, you and I are in faith. Why? Because we believe in Jesus. And believing in him is believing into sonship. That as he was a son of God, so also we are sons of God. And because we are sons of God, we know that when we minister to people, we minister as sons of God. Praise God. There is no need trying to generate another kind of faith to try to do something. Now, don't forget why we are saying this. One reason as we are looking at the Gospels, you will see the issue of faith again and again. And it was lack of understanding that made, it, made them bring us back to where we are coming from. We have been saved. You have faith. All we have to do is to walk in the faith that we have, not to try to generate extra faith. No, we simply have to walk in the faith that we have. And as we do, don't forget, it is not your power. It is not your authority. It is not your anointing. It is not your holiness. It is not your ministry. It is not your work. All of these are the works of our Father manifesting through us. That is why, beloved, He lives in us so that He will continue the work. Again, let me round off this morning by sounding this note again and again and again. If you are born again, you already have faith. There's enough faith in you to do whatever God has called you to do. You don't need to generate another faith. Don't forget, as we have believed in Jesus, we have believed into sonship. So we are sons of God and our Father lives in us to complete the works. Amen and amen. I'm going to stop here and then, of course, come back to you again tomorrow. Tomorrow is service, so you're going to get the message after service. Beloved, keep me in your prayers as I keep you in mind. And again, don't forget to extend out as much as you can. Please enjoy your day. I know this is the beginning of a new month. 
Don't forget, you don't have to generate a new faith for a new month. Is the same Christ yesterday, today, and forever. You walk in what we have already, and his manifestations will be self-evident. Please enjoy your day, and don't forget this morning you have been served. Shalom.